Hey everybody, welcome to the KF Podcast Wrestling Week in Review for Friday, June 5th. Um, our longtime listeners know that our show generally steers clear of talking about the more serious issues of the world, like politics and religion. Uh, however, we felt we needed to address the events of the past week, starting with the killing of George Floyd and the protesting that it followed and is still going on. All of us on the podcast are against racism in any form, and we pray that George Floyd's family gets the justice that they deserve. We support the peaceful protesting to bring about the change that this country so desperately needs. For our black friends and listeners, we know, know that we stand beside you and support you. We don't have the knowledge or experience to be a source of education on this topic, so we plan to go ahead and talk about the wrestling news like we always do. Thank you, and be good to each other. Good job. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, nice message to start the show off. Uh, Justin doesn't usually talk on a wrestling show, but we felt it was important to get that out in the front just for people who were wondering, you know, where we stand and all that. We, uh, Even though we like to watch violent wrestling shows, we're all about peace, love, understanding, and rights for everybody around here. So. Absolutely. So there you go. So Wrestling Week in review. I mean, there's still wrestling going on, so you still got to talk about it, right, Brock? Right. Um, no pay-per-views to talk about. None of that happens, so it's just the regular week. We'll go Friday to Wednesday, and we'll start in the WWE. Uh, I didn't think there was anything major news trending-wise or happenings going on. No, um, I didn't see anything. It's you know. A lot of stuff going on with the wrestlers reacting to what's going on in the world and some things mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, one story that kind of light that I thought was kind of um, kind of funny because not funny, but like Linda McMahon obviously said some, not Linda McMahon, Linda Hogan said some stuff uh, that was kind of it was insensitive. It was stupid, stupid things to say, dumb stuff to come out of her mouth. I don't even know why we're entertaining Linda Hogan because she's a nobody. I mean, she was mar- all she ever did for the wrestling world was married to Hulk Hogan, and there's a qualifier or anything else. So but Tony Khan, hold on, let's tell, let's tell, let's describe who Linda Hogan is. Okay. While her Hulk Hogan was visiting her son, their son, in jail, she took all his stuff and left. And by the time he got home, everything was gone. That's Linda Hogan. Yeah. Again, a woman did nothing for the business other than have a couple kids with Hulk. So. She says some stuff. Tony Khan then from AEW responds to her and says, um, you're banned from AEW. I'm like, I didn't know when Linda, McMahon, Linda Hogan was going to be on AEW anyway, but she's banned from AEW for all those people that wanted to see there. And then he just throws in, and it's so, just like your husband, Hulk. And I'm like, <laughs> I pictured Hogan sitting there, and I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> you know, not even married anymore. <laughs> not even married anymore. But Hogan, you know, he had he had some racial things happen years ago for him that he apologized for and was, and you know, people, some people I guess forgive him, some didn't. But Tony Khan put that out there. My thoughts on it were, I don't think anybody was planning on seeing Hulk Hogan in AEW. I don't think anybody wanted Hulk Hogan in AEW. I don't think anybody was like, oh shit, no, I'm not gonna watch AEW anymore. Like. <laughs> I wish they had less WWE guys than AEW, but, you know. Anyway, it was an interesting story with Tony Khan. So, last week, uh, we had Friday Night SmackDown. Um, you have AJ in the finals, and then AJ basically says because uh, that he's not going to any kind of qualifier, he's already in the final match. He just kind of put himself in there. And then they had to have that battle royal, which uh, Sheamus ended up winning, and it was just okay. 
Yeah. That, what about we're going to address the Jeff Hardy scenario? Yes, please tell us. That was horrible. You can talk about it. That was absolutely horrible. So, Justin, and for anybody else who doesn't know, Jeff Hardy has had a history of drug abuse, and he's had several DUIs and things like that. But recently, he's really cleaned up his act. He's been on the straight and narrow, doing really well. And they took it upon themselves this Friday to stage an accident where it appeared that he hit another wrestler while driving drunk. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's all I got to say is, yeah. That's I mean, what they. I think it's going to be the story is going to be where he was framed or something like that. I think it's that's what's what's going to come out of this. Yeah, again, still, he really didn't do it, and they found that he was he was innocent because he came back at the end of the show to to uh, attack um, what you call it, attack Sheamus and cost him a match, but uh. Pretty, pretty bad taste. I mean, just I don't understand why that's where they were going with it. You know, like, just I, I don't know. I don't. You can do so much more with Jeff Hardy other than like this angle. You know. Yeah, I almost feel like, yeah, like people know that wrestling is itself is scripted and it's an entertainment show. But I, I think before a segment like that, if it's because of as real as they shot it too. Yeah, almost put up like a splash, like reminder: this is entertainment. Yeah, and you know this isn't really what happened. Like this is a, a storyline for a television program, a bad storyline for a television right. show. Because this man's name in real life, he's not playing a character. He is Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. He has done these things in the past. Yeah, I think it's in poor taste that they even went there with it. Yeah, I do too. Especially knowing everything that was going on in the world at the time. Like, do we need real life? You need an escape. You don't need, like, real, real life stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm not surprised that McMahon does this stupid shit that he still thinks he finds entertaining. Right. You know? Um. So then you had Sonny Deville and Lacey Evans. Um, I actually enjoyed this match. I thought they let Sonny Deville finally wrestle tough and hard against another person that I think is a really good wrestler and Lacey Evans, who I think is really underrated and doesn't get near enough spotlight that she should. Um, I like her. I, I thought it was a good hard-hitting match. Of course, there wasn't a win because there, that's the WWE's thing now. There's always a disqualification. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was good. Yeah, Sonny Deville's great. A lot of people are predicting her to fill the void left by Becky Lynch. Who? DeVille? Yeah. Or uh, Lacey? DeVille. Oh, okay. Because yeah, she's good. media presence and everything. And... Yeah. I like them both. I think they're both good. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had uh, more st- Alexa Bliss and what Sasha wrestled because they're doing this whole tag team thing. I don't understand what they're doing with the t- women's tag team belts. They're like fighting on one rivalry on SmackDown, then they're on Raw fighting another rivalry. That's because like, they don't have anybody else to use. Like, do you really not have anybody else you could pull up to use? I guess. I mean, I I, I don't know. There's other people on the roster that they don't use that are there. I'm surprised but, they know. aren't using an NXT tag team too. There's there's more women tag team on tag teams on NXT now than the yeah. two main ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's just skip over some of these other little things that happened. The weirdest thing of the night though was Mandy Rose and Otis's vacation. Did you see uh, this thing? Yeah. Oh my god. I, I mean <laughs> it, it was so strange. Now, Justin, do you know who Mandy Rose is? 
No, I don't think so. Andy Rose is like really good looking blonde girl that's on there. Um, look her up and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. So her boyfriend on screen boyfriend is Otis, who's like this 400 pound round crazy like mass bodybuilder guy who's just like a complete lunatic. They did this segment where the two of them are like on this vacation. And the funniest part about it, Brock, is he gets in the pool and then she's having a dream of him coming out of the pool looking sexy and then wakes up with him coming out of the pool. Like it was so weirdly shot. Then they just make out in the water for like an uncomfortable three minutes, like really hardcore into it. And this is because in real life, she dates that guy that used to work for NXT, that Tino Sabatelli guy. Okay. I didn't know that. Big Italian bodybuilder guy. Looks like a guy that she would be with because she's in the fitness. She's in the muscle fitness and all that stuff like that. Otis isn't like her guy in real life. Imagine if you're Tino and you got to watch that. This <laughs> dude just make out. Is that like Vince's thing now? Like wives, people who have like wives or girlfriends have them make out with other wrestlers to get him like some kind of get his jollies off. Like, I don't understand it. It is odd. I can see you put them together as like a thing on there, but you didn't need to make them kiss like that. Like, right, right. It's just too much, you know? That's probably why they didn't fire Tino. Yeah, well, he got fired. Tino oh, got fired. I thought he yeah. survived. No. Uh, so it was really weird. It was a strange segment. Um, what do you think about Matt Riddle coming to SmackDown? I heard it was punishment. Really? Yeah. They brought him up to the main roster to just kind of bury him because he was so over on NXT. Huh. Over the whole Goldberg situation, I guess. And what he was, and him not stopping with Brock Lesnar on uh, social media and all that. Odd, because uh, there's a lot of news going around that you know they offered Angle to be his manager, and Angle didn't want to do it because he didn't feel like doing the whole management route. Uh huh. So I, don't know. I mean, you keep hearing stories that people don't like him, and then the next thing you know, that Triple H and him are real high on him. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see what they do. See what they do with him. Um, I like him, so I hope he sticks around. I hope he does good. I think Angle should have went with that whole. I think Angle probably felt it was too similar to what AEW is doing. It is. Being it is. a coach, being the manager, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Daniel Bryan be- beat Sheamus because Jeff Hardy returned. And uh, now you're going to get at what? At the next pay-per-view. Isn't it Daniel Bryan versus AJ for the Intercontinental? Mm-hmm. I think AJ is going to win that. Yeah, I hope so. I think it'll be good for AJ to get a belt again. Was he ever Intercontinental Champion? No, just United States. Okay. He was United States and World Champion. Okay. I don't think he was ever any tag. No, I don't think so. So this will be nice to add to his credentials if he gets this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go over to Raw, and you had Seth Rollins kicking it off with his Messiah stuff with his two cronies and fighting Aleister Black and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I like his unit. It's okay. I wish they'd add more to it. I heard that he's supposed to. From what I understand is he took a list of names and in with Triple H and Vince and all that and went through a whole list of them and got approval on half of them. So I don't know who that pertains to, who Rollins wants, but they're letting Rollins pick who he wants in this group. He has, says he has the ideas for all these young guys to get him over to join this group. They should just let it grow and grow. They just get to 12. It's a much better idea. Yeah, that I agree too. Let him have twelve disciples. Like it's a much better gimmick when he has a whole a, fo- a large following instead of two guys. Because that could just be 
then the, the faces and heels can have to unite to stop Seth Rollins and his 12 disciples. Yeah. How awesome would that be? Like yeah. a 12-man group, maybe legitimate. Because where'd AOP go? They just kind of like disappeared. Well, Razor's hurt. Razor's hurt, and he's out for a long time, and I guess they didn't know what to do. I almost called him Toka and Razor, but it's not Toka. <laughs> Whatever his name is, they didn't want to put him on TV without him. I guess Why? He's he part of that group. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they will bring him back once they start rolling with this group. But he should definitely have a large group. And I, I love Drew McIntyre as champion, but maybe at SummerSlam, Rollins, with the help of another person turning on, uh-huh. joining him, gets Seth a bell. Because I like, like being the Messiah with the champion with like six or seven guys that follow him protecting him. Well, if you get to 12, yeah. I mean, it's a great angle. You know, it's a great angle. That they should definitely explore more instead of just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Especially two that aren't very intimidating. Yeah. You know, like at least Akim and Razor are good muscle guys. Like yeah. they're scary. Yeah, and... like two cruiserweights basically with you. Right. There's a lot of guys on her that could that could easily benefit from this. You tell me Titus O'Neil doesn't benefit from something like this? Yeah. She did nothing with Titus O'Neil. He's just her spokesperson. He's mm-hmm. a big dude. You know, different attitude with Rollins. Like, I'll help you get your career back online. Mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal, even. You know, there's a lot of guys that could go in with Rollins. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because if they build it up to be a huge stable, I would like to see it. Could then, I, I could see it now, like the good guys and bad guys. Like the Nexus. The good yeah. guys and bad guys united to eliminate the yeah. Nexus. And that was level of seven, I think. Yeah, because then you have to get, like... Uh, KO has to get like you know Tim Mysterio. They have to trust Randy Orton to help them and yeah, yeah. Uh, and all these guys. Lesnar comes back and joins the team. What a spot for him, you know, to bring back to help fight against Rollins and these guys. Because if you have good big guy, good guys that are like you have a couple big ones, you don't need as many. They can be outnumbered. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. All right, so that's cool. Um, KO versus Apollo Crews was a good match, but of course, I hate when they do this stupid shit on Raw. They do it so much of a match is going on, it gets DQ'd, and then all of a sudden it's a tag match. It's the uh, most annoying that's format. That's their they, formula. No, they've been doing this for like five years. Seems True. Like the format. Since you know, long. <laughs> Yeah. Make it a tag team match. Um, you know, all good, all entertaining, but you know. Give me a. I wanted to see like KO and Cruz actually go at it, and maybe like Cruz actually get a real win. But you know, I don't know. How about him doing some dirty tactics? Yeah, I like what they're doing with him, changing him up a little bit, making him interesting again. That's what they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want to talk about the Street Profits bowling. I'm so tired of that stupid <laughs> angle. I mean, I fast forward through most of it. I don't know if you watched any of that. I didn't. <laughs> Um, Billy Kay then beat Nikki Cross with a really terrible looking finish and move <laughs> maneuver. Um, yeah, uh, then Ray Mysterio gave a great update. I thought that was hilarious with him and Dominic. Uh, that was just so cheesy, but funny. Dominic's going to be a disciple. You heard it here first. Dominic is going to be a disciple. He's going to turn on his dad. Uh-huh. And follow Seth. That's definitely one that's going to happen. I like how Do- uh, Mysterio's like, alright, Dominic, let's get out of here. And then he leaves, and then Dominic just starts talking to the camera. Like, right and turn around and be like, oh, wait, why are you? you didn't follow me? I thought it said we were leaving. <laughs> he didn't even leave the room yet. He didn't even leave the room yet. 
Uh, and then he had Kyrie and Nia Jax, that horrible match where she almost killed Kyrie Zane. They mm-hmm. did some good editing there because you couldn't really tell. Yeah. I was waiting for it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Nia Jax, I heard there's so much shit with her in the back that people are so annoyed with her. And the way just turn Shayna Baszler on her. Yeah. Where is Shayna Baszler at? I don't know. She hasn't done anything. Mm-mm. I don't understand that. I don't understand that move at all. Um, and then there was a lot of matches on Raw you just knew weren't going to have a winner. She yeah. didn't saw Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. Like, you know this. there's no winner here. Uh-huh. Two champions, why have these matches that you do you know no one's going to win? It's just like KO and Cruz. You knew no one was going to win that one either. Like, you can just right. tell that no one's going to win it. So it's like sure. even more pointless to talk about because you know no one's going to win that match. Um, Charlotte has a match at this next pay-per-view and Oscar's fighting uh, Nia. Hopefully Oscar beats her. I think she will. I hope so. Because um, Oscar and, and Shayna would be a much better feud down the road then. Yeah. They've already done it though in NXT, but I guess that didn't count yet because it wasn't on TV. Uh, and then you had Drew McIntyre and MVP. I really like the new role that they're doing with MVP. Yeah, I like him as like the the player coach kind of thing. And yeah, he has really worked out well in this pandemic, uh, bringing new life to his character, being on screen, his relationship with Lashley. It's it's good, and mm-hmm. and it's good getting rid of the lot of stuff. And I think that uh, I think that Drew McIntyre is a great champion. He is. I hope he holds on to it long enough to be champion in front of crowds, though. Yeah, too. Because, like, even the, the NXT fans that are around there, those people, they love him. Like, when mm-hmm. he comes, they get so into it. I'm glad he's getting at least some attention with it. He's he's just great. He's a great champion. He looks like a champion. He wrestles like a champion. Talks like a champion. The guy's just great. I read on one of the Dirt Sheet articles that he's not. He's the only one not scripted. Oh, on, really? On Raw, he just comes out, and they give him a bullet point of where they want him to go, and then he just... Says what he wants. He's good. He's funny. You know, he's entertaining. Without being cheesy. Right. Yeah, he's a good champion. Hopefully, he stays in that spot for a while. Um, then let's go to Wednesday nights. So, um, started off with Candle Saray versus Mia Yim. And uh, the whole Johnny Gargano thing and all that. I, I find all that entertaining. I, th- I like uh, this. I like the, I like Mia and, 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 and Candace fighting. I like Johnny and um, God, I can't Keith, remember. Lee. Keith Lee fighting and all that. I think it's good. And I think it's all entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely set up a mixed tag match eventually with them, I'm sure. Yeah, and I think Keith Lee is fighting Gargano. I don't see Keith Lee dropping that belt yet, though. That's Sunday, that pay-per-view. Aren't they both this weekend? Are they? They, one might be Saturday, one might be Sunday. <laughs> it's too much. I think. I well, let me see when that when um because what's the what's the one called Backlash? Yeah. And then in your house. So WWE Backlash. Um. No, Backlash is June fourteenth. Okay, so next weekend. But that's next weekend. Um, NXT in your house is this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, NXT in your house is this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, June seventh, my birthday. So good. 
It'll be interesting. Um, I didn't really watch the Isaiah Scott Tony Nice match. You know, I, I like, they're trying to give Isaiah Scott some wins. Tony Nice never gets a win. He's a total jobber. Uh huh. Um, but I was really excited, and Justin, you would have loved this one. Uh, the the number one contenders tag team match. They brought Brizongo back. Um, and Brizongo came back at a whole NASA SpaceX theme for it. So Brizongo is Tyler Breeze and, and Fandango, and um, they got put together in there, and they used to call themselves the Fashion Police. Like they would wear these cop outfits and come up. They were they were police, and they are absolutely hilarious. So obviously they're not doing the whole cop thing right now. So they like do different like gimmicks of fashion and that. And they and they've been off TV for a while because Fandango was hurt. And they came out and it was like this rocket landing with like these aliens and, and, and like astronauts coming out and all of a sudden they're like music hits and they're taking off their astronaut shirts and dancing. It was great. It would have been so great for a live audience because they would have loved it. The NXT uh, people cracking up laughing. I love Brizango. I think they're hilarious. And they got the win. Yeah, that was that was a good one because they never. They I don't think they've won since they put them back together. I think they won once when they came back together and then started losing again. <laughs> but yeah, they're good. Um, the next thing that made me really happy on NXT was my girl Santana Garrett got a win. Against Aaliyah, though. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just happy Santana gets a win on TV. I really like her. I think they should push her a little bit. I think she's good and fun and entertaining. I think she can wrestle when they let her wrestle. She usually is just there to get beat up by Shayna Baszler and other people. Um, so, you know, good. Good for, good for her. Glad she got uh, finally a win. Yeah. She's been around forever. Yes, she has. So that was good for her. Okay, so next then we had... Uh, Camera grinds and Bronson Reed. I think I blinked and I missed this match. <laughs> yeah, I think the other thing that happened was Karrion Cross came out and beat up Bronson Reed afterward. He did, and he's just—I like the look on Camera Grinds' face when he turned around and Karrion Cross was standing there. He was like, "Oh shit!" And ran out there real fast. Uh huh. Karrion Cross versus uh, um, what's his name? This Champa. week, first Champa will be good. I can't he's remember. Beat him. And that's a huge debut match. Well, it's not his debut match, but first like pay per view match. Yeah. Beat, beat somebody like that. Well, Champ is about the NXT brand. He's a he's a worker. He's all about putting people over and having that brand be successful. That's his whole goal. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. Um and then I really like the end segment. I like the way they ended it. Uh the Drake Bavick story has been good. Mm-hmm. Because it was real. He did really get fired and then kind of really put his heart and soul out there on, on Instagram. And then they put him in this tournament. He lost to, uh, I still call this guy, I can't pronounce his name, so I call him King Guerno. Um, he won. Cause, oh, Hugo uh, del Fantasma. Because the, son of, the son of Fantasma. Son of Fantasma. Because uh, Drake Maverick beat off the two guys, beat off, beat back the two guys that were trying to kidnap him. I don't know who these guys are trying to kidnap all, all the luchadors, but uh, Drake Maverick attacked him. Then he got caught with that move and, and got put down. And, like, I was like, are they just going to let this guy, like, he's for, he's gone now? He's fired because he was, like, saying every goodbye to everybody. Then I thought it was cool while Triple H came out and handed him a contract. So he's an NXT star now. I like it. Yeah. It was good. It was good for Maverick. He deserves it. 
he fought hard to keep that job, and he deserves that job. Because talk about a guy that puts like his heart and soul into it and really tries and is willing to do whatever they ask him, you know. Oh, yeah. Here's the real question, though. Do you believe that Phantasma weighs 204 pounds? No way. Yeah, but he's a cruiserweight. Phantasma's at least like 230, 240s. Huge. <laughs> he's a cruiserweight. Yeah, he's, he's surprised by that one. That's who they went with as their champion for now. They, they probably, I mean, he's a pretty big star, so they might have offered it to him before because he's fairly new, isn't he? Like, he didn't sign that long ago. Yeah, he's new. He's been in the training center a little bit. Performance center. When do you think they're going to unify the cruiserweight title now? Soon as uh, what's his name's able to come back. Do you think Devlin will keep it, or they'll put it, give it to Phantasma? I don't know. They were really high on Devlin and doing stuff with him. So depends how long, you know, you're not allowed to travel. I don't know how long that's going to go for. But you know, fair play to them. They really got a lot of matches and story out of this whole cruiserweight belt, you know. Here, here's how inconsistent WWE is, though. Sami Zayn is cho- choosing to stay home because his, he, he's fears for his health. So they strip him of the Intercontinental title and have a tournament for the Intercontinental Championship. Jordan Devlin is still the cruiserweight champion, but they're going to have an interim cruiserweight champion while he's gone. It makes no sense. I think and I don't know how to think as they do because they are different, but I think it's because Devlin can't travel. I think Devlin, maybe maybe Devlin gives him the impression he would travel if he could travel, or Sammy's Sammy could travel and could come back to work. He doesn't want to because, obviously, you know, he's worried for his health. So and the WWE come out and say that they're not forcing any of their their talent to work yeah and you know i don't know i don't know what i don't know what goes on there how you make that call um i don't know i guess you could easily did the same thing of saying we're doing an interim ic champ we'll have to fight Sami Zayn when he comes back but i don't know who knows what that conversation was like with him maybe maybe zane's not planning on coming back anytime soon i don't know could be i just don't know why they didn't just have uh devlin defended in the uk if that's yeah. what he is. Because they have a UK brand. Yeah, they're doing UK shows. Yeah, he could have just defended it over there. I don't know. Maybe it was used... Maybe they decided to do this because it was a story for Maverick. Could be. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. I don't know. Yeah. They, well, it's WWE. They're always inconsistent. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know what it's like when you know the company says, hey, you're... Or wrestlers were allowed to do whatever they want, but then they're like, "Hey, uh, we gotta make shows. You gotta come back and mm-hmm. stuff one." I don't know. Sami Zayn's a very outspoken, different kind of guy. I'm surprised he hasn't been fired by the WWE already. You know, for a lot of the things he does, mm-hmm. not right or wrong, but it's just right. Sami very outspoken. You know, right, right, definitely. In a company where I don't think outspoken is a thing that people like. You know? <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so, ratings war updates. Um, Dynamite down considerably from last week. Um, 7.30 was its views. Beat NXT by 7. 7.15 was NXT, so it beat it by 15,000. Last week, they were all the way up in the nines. And, uh, so, 
It's because of Tyson. Quite a drop from last week. I think it ha- – well, you know, there is a lot of stuff going on this week that could delay from people watching TV. But Yeah. So kind of a tough week to do it. But, yeah, maybe the Tyson stuff did have something to do with it. I don't know. Or just people were watching news all week. Yeah. I blame Mike Tyson. Yeah, because that segment was horrible. <laughs> so – before you move on to AEW, did you see I saw a news article today that said WWE is making a free version of the network? Yeah. I did not say that. Want to tell us about it? Uh, I don't know a lot about it. I was trying to see what like what content was going to be available and what wasn't. But basically, if you log into your app now... Um, there's just stuff there for you. You don't have to have uh, uh, a paid account to view content on the network now. Hmm. That's interesting. It's probably a good move. I wonder what all's out there, though. You know what I mean? It's probably not a lot. They talked about um, some like classic pay-per-view stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, because I know a lot of the stuff that that you guys watch on there is like pay-per-views and whatnot. So I can't imagine they're going to start giving that stuff away for free. No. Yeah. They want the (laughs) pay-per-view for free. (laughs) Or the undertaker's last ride. Uh, I only watched the first episode of that. It's kind of long. Some of it's okay. Some of it's kind of boring. I'm just surprised at what a talkative person the Undertaker is. He doesn't strike you as like that, but when you see him there, he's up talking to everybody, chatting with everybody. He just seems like he gets a lot of respect from the wrestlers. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's the leader of the locker room, no doubt. All right, so let's um, go into Wednesday night Dynamite. Um, Dynamite open with... Um, the tag champs back together finally. Hangman and Kenny for Sabian and Havoc. Um, I thought Hangman looked really tired and really sort of out of shape for this match. Uh, you mm. can tell he hasn't been on TV in a while. Um, what do you think about this match? Uh, I didn't think it was very good. I expect out of these four guys, I expect something pretty good every time they're out there. Yeah. I, like I said, I think Hangman had a lot of ring rust on him from not being in the ring in a while. Not the mm-hmm. stampede match. Was that even really a wrestling match, though? No, that was just filming like a movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think they're probably trying to give um, Paige and Omega a little bit of that momentum that they had. Give it back. That way someone can defeat them in it, instead of doing this. You know, I like Sabian and Havoc together, but um, Sabian and Havoc together. But uh, this was just sort of like you could tell they weren't going to drop them just to them. On a random Wednesday. It's going to be FTR. You think so? Yeah. Okay. And then, like, uh, well, I mean, there's also, they face, they face, uh, the best friends at Fighter Fest. Yeah, I don't think the best friends are going to beat them. I wouldn't mind seeing them get these belts before they go on lockdown. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. You know, the, you know, FTR is going to get it and and then the Bucks are going to have them. And they're going to war over them. You can see the Lucha Bros getting back into it. I'm sure they're going to want shots at them. And you have SCU, the Dark Order, and these people coming back. I kind of feel like the best friends are going to drop down that ladder. So while they're hot right now, and for all the work that they did while a lot of people were out, I would like to see them get it. I think they deserve it. 
Yeah, you're right, but I don't think they'll give it to him. I mean, because if you remember during like early pandemic shows, they were the workhorses on that show. Oh yeah, those two guys worked every episode, single matches, battle royals, whatever <laughs> shit you wanted to put them in, and they worked weekend workout. Didn't care about their health or any of that stuff. They were there doing all that stuff. So I think they kind of owe it to them. Mm-hmm. It's fighter that's gonna be free again this year. I don't know. It seems like it is. It's on two day, two weekends back to back. I don't know where it's at. Okay. It makes you speak from the Jacksonville. Probably. Sorry. Yeah. They are. Dairy's place or whatever it's called. It's um gonna be on. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They said July. It's July first and July eighth. So those are Wednesday nights. So oh, so it's going to be on Dynamite. <laughs> maybe there's no Dynamite. Maybe it's just Fighter Fest that night. So I know it was free last year. Yeah. It was like they were. It was their way of like you know introducing themselves on the uh, Bleacher Report app and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see when they say they're going to be on. Yeah, July 1st and July 8th. So, yeah, those are um, dynamites. Interesting. Yeah. It was going to be in the UK, actually, originally. Well, it, it, goes, it co- was coinciding with that video game tournament that they do with mm-hmm. the fighting games. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, next, you had Brian Cage squash some guy. Sean Dean. Yeah. And then him and uh. That's the that's how you debut a new guy in AEW. They yeah, you squashed. You know, you squash guys for three weeks, then you have a title shot, and then you lose the Moxley. That's kind of how. Yeah, that's how. That's the formula. Do you think? Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm yawning so much. Do you think that um Cage beats um Mox? No. No chance. No. Do you like Cage with Taz? I don't think he needed Taz. I thought Cage had enough personality on his own. Yeah. I, I like Cage. I think he's a good talent. I'd like to see him work on some other people. Uh, I just hate these squash matches. That's like all they do anymore uh, is uh, watch three weeks of squashes. It's like not – I don't know. I want to see them fight other people. Uh, you know, I don't understand it. And I don't understand why Brody Lee is just done with John Moxley. <laughs> forgot about him. Yeah, he's worried about Cole Cabana and other people. He just not, doesn't even care about that title. Yeah, it made no sense. Why did they put him in the title picture to begin with? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely no care about it whatsoever. I was glad at least they gave us an Archer segment this week where he was pissed off. Yeah, you know? I like him a lot. Yeah, why when you're beating up some random guy do you feel the need to go find him and interview him? Like that one guy was doing. Like, How did you find him out here choking out some luchador? And I like that Jake the Snake was like, oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Like all apologetic. <laughs> Jake the Snake's a weird actor. He is. I like um, Archer. I like what they're, I, I, like, I like to see more of him. Um, he had a good interview on the Jericho podcast. Yeah, I listened to that one. He talks well. I don't think he needs a manager either. Yes, he can talk really well. It was pretty interesting to hear him talking about eating raw Japanese horse meat. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Charles Benjamin throwing up whenever he found out what it was. Go <laughs> listen to that if you want to hear more about that on Jericho's show. That was good. <laughs> um, then you had Cabana versus Jericho. Thought it was okay. Yeah. 
Cabana then lost and then is going to get recruited to the Dark Order. I'm kind of sick of the comedy act that the Inner Circle became. Yeah, I, I agree, too. I, I found it very annoying when Sammy was singing that intro the entire time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. I like Sammy a lot. I think he's Me good. Too. I like his little interaction with Jeff Hardy in the back, I th- or Matt Hardy. I thought that was funny. I, the singing was really hard to get through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's everything is a con- they're just like a running comedy show now. The inner circle. Uh, they never win anymore. No, they never win. They they lose. Now they're going to feud with Orange Cassidy and 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 the and lose probably there. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't understand that group. Like Jake Hager was another one. I want that title. I can beat Mox. I'm going to do all this. So oh, three jobbers. <laughs> Yeah, he beat three jobbers. He's a number one contender. He lost. Now he's just doing TikTok dances and goofing around. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I also wonder if they're dropping the whole Tyson thing. I don't know. They mentioned it on this episode quite a bit. It, but, like, I thought Tyson was supposed to be there, and then, like, I don't know. That's it's tough to say with the pandemic and everything going on. Like, are these guys even able to get there or... Yeah. Yeah, there's so many variables involved. It's like just getting people to where they need to be. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what they do with, with that group. Um, what did you think about Matt Hardy being normal and, and wanting to join private party and call it Hardy Party? I was fine with it. I'd like him to be that all the time. Yeah, instead of being his deleted guy? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think even Matt Hardy knows what he wants to do. I, I, it's kind of cool though how he's a different version of himself depending on who he's trying to be with. I do like that aspect of it, like a multiple personalities kind of thing. Not during the middle of the match. I'm tired yeah. of it middle of the match. Yeah, I'll give you that. I don't mind if he comes out and like one night he's just this Matt, one night he's that Matt, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But the whole middle of the match thing where he's changing outfits and and, and what, like I'm over that. Stop doing that shit. Uh-huh. You know, maybe he can help private party and help get them over. Like you said, AEW is full of three-man teams. So, you yeah. know, Matt, Matt Hardy and the and private parties, yeah, maybe a good th- three-man team. Introduce a three, like Ken says, bring a three-man belt in, mm-hmm. bring a trios belt in. That would go over well there. They have so many trios teams there. Yep, SCU, Jurassic Express, the Elite, mm-hmm. uh, best friends in Orange Cassidy. You could do Dark- Sammy Guevara and Proud and Powerful. Yeah, Dark Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death Triangle when they come back. Yeah, they're all stuck overseas or wherever. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot. And it's something different. It's something that NXT and the WWE don't have. Right. Um. Then you had Big Swole, who I thought was dressed like the Yellow Power Ranger. It was, she was. It was great. Her, her outfit. Uh, versus Nyla, she lost. And then Brooke, Britt Baker tried to run her over with a golf cart. <laughs> she's a role model now. R-O-L-L. Yeah. Uh, she's a role model. So that was pretty funny. Um, what did you think about Tony Schiavone interviewing the Revival? I thought it was good. I liked how they didn't even mention the Young Bucks until he brought them up. I thought that was good classic heel stuff. Yeah. I'm really confused about um, the Butcher and the Blade. Yeah. <laughs> the Butcher and the Blade were in their like Miami Vice gear last week, uh, with the white hair and the and the white outfits. But then there must have been an old Ted tape segment on Dark where they wrestled the Natural Disasters or whatever they're called. 
that stupid team. And they were back in their, like, sodomy outfits. <laughs> and then this week, they were back to, like, white pants. White. I don't know what they're doing with them. I don't know what those white outfits and... Those I don't know. Frosted tips. To the, like, uh, what's how's that the butcher and the blade? I don't know what they did to the bunny. Now she's just with QT Marshall for some god-awful reason. I don't know what that is, but he he's just hanging out with her. They're just cannon fodder for FTR. <laughs> That's all yeah. they are. Yeah, so then you'll have them first. They'll beat them up next week and then start mm. start working towards the Bucks. Uh, and then you had the title match at the end. What did you think of the title match then? I thought it was pretty good. It looked like Jungle Boy got killed because of the way he took that crossroads at the end. Yeah, he did. Looked like it did hurt him. Yeah, he did really well. Good match. Good solid match. Um, my only complaint with this TNT title is stop announcing it the week ahead of time who's going to be in the match. Be a surprise. Part of the allure of the United States Championship Challenge each week was you never knew who was coming through the curtain. Uh-huh. It's like the excitement of it where you're kind of like, what are we going to get here? What's this? Do the same thing. That it, it's much better than advertising. Well, next week he's fighting one of private parties, guys. Yeah, like, okay. just, you know yeah. when. <laughs> the other thing about that is, how's that guy determined that he's the next in line? Yeah. You had to have a whole battle royal the week before to have who who the winner is. Who boy, the, Fifteen other people to win. Yeah. It's like I'm going to challenge next week. Uh, the, the allure of it's supposed to be that he opens the curtain, and goes, "Hey, someone come out!" And whoever runs out first, that's who's fighting him. You know. Uh-huh. That would be a great way to introduce new guys if they mm-hmm. sign any WWE guys. That would be a great way for that. I Maybe think we'll get to that eventually once they have more of a, a roster. Yeah. I think it would be a great way to introduce Zack Ryder mm-hmm. if they sign him because I guarantee you Zack Ryder and, uh, and Hawkins are coming here because they were on Jericho's show. <laughs> and I called that before with FDR, and I'm sticking to it for this one. These two, in a month or so, will be signed to AEW, and they will be making their debut. I wonder how it works with their no compete clause when they're fired, because you shouldn't be like not allowed, you know, allowed to work for 90 days. Because it's always a 90 day no compete. It's not like they were, they broke the contract. It was the company that broke the contract. I think those non competes are part of their contract, and they understand if they're fired that you okay. can't go other places too. I think that's worked in there somehow. It's not. That's so unfair. I mean, because you heard, um, uh gallows and anderson they were like on july or whatever this episode we're going to tell all <laughs> did you see that thing that, that he no. said uh-uh. carl anderson said something that was like on the july 6th or 7th episode of our talking shop i'm going to tell you all okay i'm telling you everything that went down about the mistake that we made and how it affected us so, so like they're going all in with like on their own show what's going to happen yeah because if they went to resign they could have gone back to new japan yeah. Made more money than they made in WWE. Did work yeah. less date. You know AEW would have had them. Yep. They could do some Bullet Club stuff with them and all that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they totally wronged them. They were they went in and they signed, and you know now they're made to look like fools about it. Because even the revival made fun of them on the Jericho show and said, yeah, you know other teams went and signed. Look where they're at now. Like, you know, they were loyal. That that one was bad. That was that was terrible. They were I on the, like, the day before all this went down. I still feel like there's a chance they may be, they may return to. Yeah. They may change their minds on them like they did with Maverick. Unless they go to New Japan. I don't know. We'll see. Well, New Japan's not running shows, so it's not like they can even go anywhere right now. Right. 
Did you see what Impact did the other day? <laughs> For their Slammiversary. So they have that Slammiversary coming up in July. They had a guy sitting at a screen, like watching some screen. And then um, he said, he watched this news clip and it was this reporter. And the reporter guy was like, uh, recent company fired multiple wrestlers yesterday. <laughs> and they were like, and then they show you a quick scene and it shows you like EC3, Maverick, um, uh, Eric Young, uh, Gallows and Anderson. Uh, it didn't show the revival, but then it showed like um, <coughs> Ryder and Hawkins and all these different guys. And then it had like a clip of the, of the Bulgarian flag. Okay. I was like, like clicked off, and then he like was like writing something down, and it said Slammiversary. So it's like, okay, did they sign all those guys, or you know, are they, or, <laughs> are they just, off. like a one, they, one done deal? Are they just hinting at at it? You know, EC3 is going to go back to Impact. That's how. It yeah, he would, Yeah, he he carried that company through the dark days. Young will go back there too. He's a nostalgic guy, and and. And Diana Peraza already showed up there, though. How did she get there so quick? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe her contract was different. Yeah. Maybe they don't care about Diana Peraza. You know. <laughs> I imagine they probably don't care about Eric Young and EC3 and these guys too. I think the only people they probably put that on were like the Revival, Gallows and Anderson, people of that nature. Well, Revival got out of their contract, so I understand them having it. Like they would have to finish the contract, but. Rusev. Rusev still still surprises me. I still don't understand that one. I mean, here's the thing too. Like, if if Impact threw, I mean, I don't even think they'd have to throw a lot of money at those guys for like a one night deal. Yeah. Because can you imagine the pay per view buy rates that they would get if they said all these guys are going to be on the show? Are going to be at Slammiversary? Yeah, people would go nuts. Yep. People are going to go nuts for Rusev wherever he goes. I wonder what name he's going to go by. Um, I think probably Miro. Okay. I, I mean, I, that's a name he goes by on his thing. is like Miro something. Well, his real first name is Miroslav. Maybe he goes by Miro and then like some cool... Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a guy that's interesting because like he's never been in the indie scene before. Right, a lot of those guys, Hawkins and Ryder, never did the indie scene. Hawkins and Ryder did say on that show that they did time in like. Um, well, I saw them once at an indie show. When they were the Major Brothers. Yeah, and they did that. What's that South? Deep term? South, but that was owned by WWE. Yeah, they did some Deep South stuff and some other things like that. But yeah, they never had a big run on it, like you know, KO and Sammy and these other guys. Right. They, like they said on the thing, we're not indie darlings. Uh huh. I think the indie darling crowd accepts them, though. Alex, hold on a second. Uh oh, I think Carl got loose. Carl. Carl! <laughs> Are you still recording this, Justin? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. My rabbit got out and started jumping all around. Um, all right, so that's the end of the Get show. <laughs> Get rid of it. We don't have any other topics. Uh, Ken's supposed to be doing some fantasy wrestling thing that he wants to get into, but I don't know if we're going to have that next week or not. We'll see if he prepares it. Otherwise, we'll just keep talking shop. All right. Sounds good.
All right, take care of everybody. Uh, like, share, subscribe, and all that other stuff. And we will talk to you later. Uh, good night, everybody.